All right, folks, with the download button on Survivalist Podcast. And as always, folks, you can catch all of our old shows at uh, survivalistpodcast.org and as well as SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash survivalistpodcast. And, well, we're all fine. Podcasts are available. So, folks, a couple of things to talk about today. Uh, We have a new sponsor. That's our first thing we want to talk about, and that is Drive Savers. Uh, drivesavers.com. They uh, can recover pretty much any solid state drive, smart device, uh, laptop, hard drive, anything, desktop, uh, NAS, remote media, like um, CDs, DVDs, stuff of that. And uh, the fact that they can do uh, solid state drive recovery is uh, is really cool because a lot of companies really can't do that. And also to removable, removable media storage, like CDs, DVDs, stuff of that. If you have any photos, um, on an old CD you can't get off or that uh, the CD is damaged or if you have an old uh, DVD or something like that with family photo, you know, family video or something like that, that's uh, invaluable. Uh, really, this company could really be wonderful. And I've, I've actually, like I said, they are actually, uh, I've worked with them before. They're a great company. Uh, and that is drivesavers.com. And get a discount when you use our code DS46540. Again, D as in David, S as in Sam, Four six five four zero, and that is the discount and offer code. And this way, you uh, support the show, keep the show up, keep it free, and we'd really would appreciate that. And like I said, they really are a wonderful uh, company, a wonderful sponsor. I'm glad they're working with us. And like I said, I have used them before in my business to recover uh, data and and all that off of removable media, and they they really are great. So. Uh, like I said, please support them. And uh, like I said, you and and also I'm not just saying this because they're the sponsor, but uh, if you know if you have uh, anything on old CDs or, or anything like that, uh, I found I have somebody the other day called that floppy still. Um, you have photos of a family and stuff that's really really invaluable. Uh, you don't get those memories back, so make sure you, they can go ahead and recover it. And uh, they can put it on like a USB stick or something like that for you. This way you have it. And uh, like I said, really, like I said, we're lucky to have them. They're a really great company. And like I said, they are the sponsor. I'll put the information in the show notes. But like I said, uh, they're sponsored today. And we appreciate them sponsoring the show and keeping the show up and keeping it uh, free. And this way you use our offer code. This way, you know, they know you heard it here. So tons of stuff going on in uh, the news. Um, a couple things. Something I want to talk about first uh, really interesting to me is Joe Rogan set the internet on fire over the weekend with his tweet about the controversy of the food pyramid, saying that anything that uh, the government comes up with is wrong and stuff like that. He kind of went a little overboard with it. Uh, but when you look at the food pyramid, it does seem, when I was younger, I remember we had the food uh, categories. And then when I was like in like like elementary school, they changed it or, or middle, late I don't know, intermediate maybe they changed it to the pyramid and they said it was really simple and stuff like that. But when you really look at the food pyramid, I kind of get what he means because it is a little bit outdated because, um, you know, if you have to try to lose, and believe me, I'm not a health expert or anything like that. I definitely could use to, to lose weight and get in shape myself. But, uh, but, but he is right about one thing. Uh, the one thing that, that all these play, all these uh, health companies, weight watchers, uh, is one I, no, because I've tried it and used it, but, and all these other companies, uh, I, the list of health companies go on and on, but, um, with these dieting companies, I guess more health companies and dieting companies, uh, one of the things they always tell you, try to get you to do is to cut out the carbs. And when you look at the bottom of the food pyramid, uh, it's a six to 11 servings of carbs a day. Right, and then when you go up top, it's a smaller area of the pyramid. It says three to five servings of fruit and vegetables. Which fruit, which vegetables are good for you? Fruit is good to you to a certain degree because there's a lot of sugar in fruit, but it's natural sugar, but it's still sh- sugar. And then up high, you get milk and and cheese and poultry and all that kind of stuff. And then up high, obviously, is your your fats and all. But you should have a little bit of that, but little or none of that, but. You know, what, what I think is interesting about that is most of your bread, cereals, rice, pastas, if, if it's white rice or if it's not the right kind, like it's, it, there's not enough information here because somebody who is, is not an expert on, and I'm not an expert either, but um, 
wouldn't really, you know, they would think, okay, I can eat as much, much carbs and pasta as I can, which the truth is the only thing you could really eat that are like on any of these things are no points is vegetables or like cheese because there's no carbs in it. So I get what he's trying to say where the main thing that the main focus now is, you know, getting carbohydrates out of people's lives because that's what they say puts on the pound. So, um, I mean, yes, you can have brown rice and, and yes, you could have, but, but like it's a cereal here, but not all, which is vague. Cause not, not all cereals are, are good for you, which is what sort of the controversy when he said the way the food pyramids designed right now, the, it makes it look like Lucky Charms is healthier for you than a steak or a chicken. And I kind of get what he means with that because it just says cereal, but not all cereals are good for you because the, you know, so it, I kind of get what he means with this to a certain degree because it, it really is dated. Um, things have changed over the years. This hasn't been updated in quite some quite a long time. And they maybe should update it a little bit or, or somehow clarify it. Like it doesn't because even like yogurt, like is at the top. And that's like the one thing natural yogurt is the one thing you can eat when you're on Weight Watchers stuff like that. Cause it's, it's very little points. So I, I think this whole thing needs to be, it needs to be changed. I mean, yes, the servings, it, cause, cause that's the one thing they try to tell you to do is get carbs out of your diet. That's what Atkins was about. That's what, um, keto was about. Uh, even weight, like I said, Weight Watchers, all that kind of stuff is all about getting the carbs out so you lose the weight. So in a way, I, I kind of agree with him that this is very outdated and it should really be updated um, to reflect it. And like I said, because at the top it says sugars, added sugars, but that's not bread has sugar and it has white flour in it, which turns into sugar. So it, it's not, I, I do agree with him on this actually. And I've actually thought about this myself, but I've never actually said it. <laughs> um, and obviously I'm not as big of a voice as he is on the internet, but, uh, I think that is really important. And I really think that he is onto something with that, that, that does need to be, does need to be updated because it's not, it isn't right. So, uh, I thought that was interesting and I just wanted to bring that up, uh, since it did set the internet on, on fire the other day. <laughs> um, it was trending all over. So, uh, very important. Uh, also too, over the weekend, uh, somebody did hit, I think it announced Saturday that somebody did hit that one, one ticket was bought. Then they did win the $1.3 billion lottery. Uh, so good for that person. I hope they spend it wisely and I hope that they, you know, save a lot of it and don't waste it all away. Uh, actually I didn't know this statistically. This is an interesting article here on Fox news. Uh, statistically the, and I, and I can see this thinking about it now, they say the majority of people that play the lottery are lower income Americans. Um, and, and probably 60% of people that win the lottery end up becoming broke again because they spend all the money and they don't save it. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I see that cause every time you go in any kind of smoke shop or any kind of any kind of thing like that, you always see lottery tickets and stuff like that there. Um, they also say huge amount of people that smoke. That was just another article here too. And this another statistic in this article here says that apparently uh, the majority of lower income Americans also smoke. So it's, it's interesting. It's actually interesting. Like I said, you think smoking lottery, it all kind of goes together. If you think about it in all those smoke shops and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that was in the news as well. One person. And what I think is the reason why I'm bringing this up is I think what's kind of sad about this is, I mean, yes, it's still a lot of money. I'm not taking anything away. Like don't, no pity party for them. But, um, if you think about one, uh, 1.3 billion, I mean, they're going to lose probably about four or 500, four or 500 million of this to taxes alone. And they're not going to get the 1.3 million unless they took the, the annuity. If it's cash, you get much less. I forget how much it was. If it's cash, but either way, even if they took the annuity and they got the 1.3 million over like what, 20, 30 years, right? If you think about it, where this four or 500,000 goes was 300, 400, 400 million. I'm sorry. goes to the government for taxes. I mean, that, that, that's insane. No wonder the government wants the lottery so bad. It's, it's a way of them making money. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, a lot of people say, well, why do you think the government has the lotteries? Well, it benefits older Pennsylvanians, yes, but it also benefits the government too because they take all that tax. Everybody plays it, which builds it up, and then when somebody hits it, they get the taxes for it. 
I mean, it's basically, um, you know, a legal, a legalized uh, way for, you know, a legalized, it's legalizing gambling so that they can make money on it. So I thought that was, uh, just like gambling, anything with gambling, the, the states allow gambling and stuff like that. I mean, yes, it's, you know, it, it is a way for them to bring recreation to the area because a lot of times casinos bring a lot of people, but um, gambling is also a way too. when the state approves gambling. It's also a way for them to make money on um, Pennsylvania. Uh, which is where I live, for for years would not legalize gambling, would not legalize. And then finally somebody woke up and says, well, listen, if we don't legalize, all these people are going to Atlantic City. Like literally Pennsylvania was known for years, especially growing up, um, and even in my high school years and my my, uh, college years until they approved it. Pennsylvania was known to have bus trips to Atlantic City. Literally every day they would have bus trips from somewhere to Atlantic City. That was a popular, and then finally, Somebody had said, somebody finally had said in Pennsylvania, why are we sending all these people to, to gamble in, in Jersey and we can just legalize gambling here in Pennsylvania and we'll keep all this money? Ergo, the reason why Atlantic City has gone downhill so much because uh, a big chunk of that was, uh, you know, was was a lot of, I know for a fact, I think they said Atlantic City lost, um, I think a third of their revenue when Pennsylvania legalized gambling. So um, I thought that was uh, something interesting. Um, and if you think about it, you know, gambling has always is, is a way now of the government using, you know, using another way to get tax money. So uh, another thing, uh, something I did want to talk about, which is uh, kind of uh, con- concerning. Uh, if you do live in the California has been hit with all these rainstorms and all these uh, all these kind of uh, just the, the storms of flooding, the ground saturated. Um, a lot of people. Are uh, that that are staying that can't get you know they're telling them brace for more flooding brace for more flooding um, because the ground is so saturated but now they have mudslides and 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 it's it's pretty bad. Um, the other day at the I think it was I think it was Oscars or whatever it was but um, Kevin Costner excuse me Kevin Costner won an award and he was actually not there and they said they said one of the reasons he wasn't there because he's in California with the flooding. He couldn't make it out, but I guess also too he was dealing with something with his house with the mudslides. So, um, you know, it's it's a real thing. And, and by the way, uh, like I said this before, I said it during the hurricanes and all that rain and all that don't, is not what kill people. It's the flooding, it's the mudslides, it's all that stuff is what kills people. Not the, uh, you know, not the actual the storm itself is the killer. But it's the it's the roll the uh, not the rollout, but the the aftermath that uh, that follows that is what you know flooding in the mudslides and and all the other stuff that comes along with it is ends up what uh, that's what kills people so um you know kind of one of those things to watch out for especially if you're on the uh, the west coast um you know please stay safe so uh we have like i said we have some news that i, I do want to talk about but um there are some other couple other topics uh, that came up today and that I saw on the news that um, I guess Thursday is when we hit the debt ceiling here in America. And I want to point out a lot of people, the news is making a big, big point over this, that we're going to hit the debt ceiling. We're going to hit the debt ceiling. We're going to hit this. I'm like thinking to myself, we've almost hit the debt ceiling so many times and all they're going to do is raise it. Now, one of the things that the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the and this is gonna be a big story next week. The debt ceiling is gonna be a big story next week. I know it is, but the, the so apparently all that stuff that went on with the House Speaker and all that kind of stuff, all that voting, some of that. One of the reasons why they were able to give votes was because I guess he promised as if if you voted for him that one of the ways they're gonna fix the debt ceiling is cut uh, spending. So I'm sure we're gonna hear about a bunch of spending cuts uh, over the next. Uh, this probably at least this week coming up. Because you know, I mean, Thursday we hit the debt ceiling, thirty-one trillion. Uh, they always raise it. They probably are going to raise it again. But in, but I think that what he's going to, I think the House Speaker is going to be like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to raise it. We're, we're, we either we're not going to raise it, and we're going to cut spending, and the cuts are going to be nasty, or it's going to be okay. We'll raise it, but this it's always it's always going to be a but. But um, I know it's going to be a big story next week. A lot of people are saying that one of the reasons how, how he won was he promised to go ahead and cut spending uh, in exchange for votes. So we will see what happens uh, this week. I do think it's going to be a big story. And eventually, we're going to get through it, folks. There's nothing to panic about. 
<laughs> we're going to get through this. We get we get through it every time this happens. Um, you know, it's just they're going to either raise the debt ceiling, they're going to cut spending, or they're going to cut spending and raise the debt ceiling. It's going to be the same thing. And it's just, it, it's the same, you know, song and dance every time. So, um, like I said, I wouldn't really worry about it too much. You're going to hear a lot about it next week. And trust me, we're going to get through it. It's it's always a story, and it's always they're just gonna take on more debt. That's just what the government does. So, um, and there's only so much they can cut because they promised so much money to so many so many things. So it's it's just it is what it is. Um, nothing to get worried about. Don't panic about it. Um, you're gonna be just fine. Trust me. Um, Europe. One of the reasons why I bring in one of the things I wanted to talk about was the war. I don't talk about it too much on the show, but. Uh, apparently, Europe now is, I guess, uh, I guess they're in need over in Ukraine of, of equipment, uh, specifically tanks. And they're saying France and Poland and the United Kingdoms have pledged to send tanks over there for Ukraine to, you know, to use or whatever. Uh, I think Finland, they're saying, possibly might even be as well. But apparently, they're going to be sending a bunch of a do- dozens of uh, Challenger 2 tanks. Uh, and additional artillery, things of that nature, to help Ukraine. So uh, it's nice to see the other countries finally chipping in, especially France, Poland, people like that. They haven't really chipped in as much as we have. So it's really great to see those guys go ahead and chipping in and finally helping out. With, you know, it, it's really, I mean, I think really they should. I mean, poor, I mean, you know, I I don't know. I just think you, Ukraine is, you know, they, they weren't really bothering anybody. And now, you know, I, I hate to see, you know, especially this is tough tough to watch too because i mean this is being fought right on their home turf right in their home you know it's not like it's being a war they're fighting in another it's being fought right in there right by you know how many people were killed the other day when when russia attacked there you know and all it's just it's every day there's death more death tolls there and some of that and it's, it's really upsetting um especially when you have you know people that were just hanging out there not doing you know uh, living their lives and then this comes along and, and what really upsets me is the people and and the reason why is because you know, those people that are there, those Ukrainian people, they didn't start this war. They didn't ask for this war. This was all done by the politicians and all that. And these people and the people are the ones that are suffering with their houses being destroyed, bombs being, you know, people, friends of theirs, family members dying. They didn't start this war. The politicians did. It's ridiculous. And I feel bad for the people. I don't feel bad for the politicians. I feel bad for the people. So, uh, but like I said, at least they're going to follow suit. Um, I do want to point out too. A lot of people have been freaking out over this whole gas stove thing. That was a big, you know, hella blue uh, over the weekend. People freaking out that the government is gonna take their gas stoves. Even my mother-in-law was like, "Oh, you're not taking my gas stove," and I'm like, "Oh my goodness, they are not taking your gas stoves." So what they what what's going on with that is, so when you use a gas stove. You burn, when you burn, when you're cooking with it, you're burning the fuel. Uh, it releases a chemical, nitrogen dioxide, and uh, there's another one, I don't remember the name, but forgive me, uh, that may worsen the symptoms if you have asthma. I know my grandparents growing up had a gas stove that used to burn gas, and it always bothered my mother's asthma, and they swapped it out for another one, and uh, it still did the same thing, but... Uh, my, they used to use it for heat as well, and that used to bother them because it, when, when you're using it for heat, it's always running, and it used to really bother my mother all the time. They swapped it out, and they just they, they swapped the heating system out in the house, and then they just used it for cooking and and, and uh, yeah, cooking in the stove, and I think that was it. And they you had steam heat put in, so I didn't bother my mother as much because it was only being used with the you know, with, with cooking. So it, w- it was a lot less on her because when you're using it all day for heat, um, obviously it's burning all day and it was, it was getting her sick. So, uh, they, they swapped it out and they got steam heat and then they just used it for cooking and gas. And that was much less. It still bothered her when they used it, but not as much, uh, because it wasn't running all day, uh, to heat the house back then. That's what they did. They used the, they used the, your stove was also your heater for the house. So, uh, they don't do that anymore. But that was old habit. That's what they had back then. But apparently there was a new study released that apparently they're saying that uh, one in five kids uh, in California struggle their, from asthma because of gas stoves. And then they're saying one in eight Americans struggle because of gas stoves. So what they were saying was the, that if they, they can't find a better way to make them that doesn't get people sick, uh, that they might 
pull, you know, they might a ban on gas stoves might happen, which again, it's it's not really the stove itself that's the issue. It's the burning of the fuel that is is what causes the problem. And I think that people really blew that out of hand because, again, like I said, it, it's when you burn and when you're cooking and you're burning it, it's that, that release of those two chemicals that causes the thing. So I'm not really sure if there's a better way they can make I mean, I'm sure with the way technology is, they might be able to find a better way to do this. And I hope they do because, it, you know, it would be better for people. But it, it, it's it's a situation of, of we're burning it burning fossil fuels a lot of people are saying well this is they're trying to do this to you know as part of the the, the biden's green initiative and it, no it is a problem it's something that just got brought up recently in a study so they're they're looking into it i think he might have spoken maybe a little bit too quick with that but you know it's the issue is burning of the you know of the fuels and and in my opinion if you do have somebody in the house with the issue um you know and and i know some people rent they don't own but if it is an issue, you should think about getting a gas uh, electric cooktop or an electric oven. I mean, I mean, I hate to say that, but that's kind of where where I am at. Is is if it bothers you know if you know you have a child with asthma, you know, get an electric cooktop or get an electric uh, you know oven. And you know, I, I think that you know it'd be hard for them to. I mean, every almost every kit big like major kitchen area as far as restaurants of like they all use gas so they can't get rid of gas stoves uh, i just don't see it especially not in the commercial space uh it just electric just isn't that way it just, i mean i like electric stoves too but it's it's they're not as i don't know they do i don't know how to explain they're, they're not as fast they're not as efficient as far as the cooking goes it cooks better on gas some of that i'm, I'm all for electric stoves uh, especially if you are somebody who you know needs to have one, but uh, like I said, that's what that whole outrage was about. I don't know if there's a better way they maybe they can. Too bad there wasn't a way that they could make like some kind of thing around the flame that would keep the gas. And I don't know, like as far as that, I don't know. I, I mean, there are people out there, engineers, stuff like that, that that I'm sure will eventually figure this out. But uh, that's what that is. And, uh, you know, if you do have asthma or something like that or situation, you know, and, and you do rent, uh, you can tell the landlord about the situation. You can cook on a hot plate. Uh, there are or have or even just have the kid, you know, go up to his room with the with the uh, the window open or whatever when you're cooking. I mean, if, if you don't if you have to have a gas stove. Or, I mean, you know, there are there are ways around this. Um, I don't know if necessarily we need to ban gas stoves, but, um, you know, that's what that whole insanity was about. Uh, over the weekend, and I thought that was, I wanted to bring that up. A couple things, uh, news that came out from also two before the weekend. Uh, Trump, the Trump organization has to pay $1.6 million in fines uh, over this whole, tax eva- this whole tax evasion thing. And then the person that does their taxes, uh, I think he's going away for a little bit, a few months, something like that. But again, $1.6 million, that's a drop in the bucket for a company making billions. So, uh, you know, that was in the news this week. And, you know, I mean, you, you knew you, he knew that when he ran for president, they were going to start looking at these sorts of things. So and I'm not surprised they found something. I mean, again, the company's got to pay a fine. I'm sure they'll pay a fine. A lot of companies pay fines, um, you know, over these sorts of things. So, you know, he'll pay his fine and then you know, it'll be over. So, um, so. Other news in uh, Hunter Biden was in the news this weekend, and I'm thinking to myself, "Oh my gosh, no more of this this Hunter Biden laptop crap." But what it actually was, it's a it's an article in the Post. I have it right here that he's apparently trying to get. He doesn't want his daughter to have his last name. Uh, he wants her to have his whatever his girlfriend's whatever mistress's whatever his last name, and apparently uh, he's saying that he she doesn't want her the Biden name. And saying that he wants to get his child support lowered uh, due to fi- due to financial issues, and, and I thought that was interesting. Your father's the president. Trust me, you can go ahead and you can pay your child support. Trust me. Uh, the fact that he was trying to get it lowered was ridiculous. So apparently, he tried to deny paternity in 2019, and then in uh, 2020. Uh, but apparently, they did a DNA test, and apparently, it is his kid. So. Uh, like I said, I, I think this might have been the girlfriend or the mistress or whoever she was. 
But I, I can, let me tell you, you look at the photos of her and you look at the photos of him and it's like she could have done much better. Trust me, she is, she's a, a good looking woman and, and how she got with him is just, I mean, she could have done, she could have done much better. But apparently he doesn't want a daughter to have his last name because it will, uh, the girl will be, have to open herself up the rest of her life to criticism of being his daughter and stuff of like that. And if she doesn't have his last name, uh, she won't be open to that criticism. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I don't, I think that's a bunch of BS to be honest with you. But apparently, like I said, that was in the, the news this week. And like I said, I, you know, he's trying to get out of paying his child support. And I think that's ridiculous. You can pay your child support just like everybody else can and support your child. According to his other article, he's saying it's because he's under that, that uh, ta- tax audit or that federal tax uh, investigation, and that's part of the reasons why he's saying it. Because it's been underway since twenty eight since twenty eighteen. He's saying it, that's why he can't because of the tax thing, but it's a load of crap. I mean, you know what? He met her, you know, after he broke up. I think with his wife or something like that. She, she I, I don't know. They're saying she was a stripper. Who knows? But I know she worked at his law firm. And they had a fling, she got pregnant, and now it's time to fess up. I mean, that's just, this guy is like immune from fessing up to anything he ever did. It's unbelievable. Uh, just really annoying when people can't face up to what they did. So also, too, they have, uh, I want to point this out, kind of like a public service. The CDC has issued a warning that if you have known uh, blood clot issues, you shouldn't get the Johnson & Johnson. We kind of already knew that. But they're saying if you have heart issues, um, maybe you shouldn't get the Moderna or the Pfizer. Maybe you should get the Johnson & Johnson. So what they're saying is if you know you have a known history of, of an ailment, um, maybe not get the one that causes might cause that issue. Like I think it was the Pfizer that caused the, the issue with the heart. So if you're, if you're getting... If you have a heart issue, don't get the one that could affect the heart. You know, if you're getting, if you have a known blood clot issue, don't get the one that causes the blood clots. Um, basically, is what's saying. So, kind of like a kind of a warning, kind of a public service announcement. So, um, like I said, I thought that was important to kind of get that out. Also, too, uh, on the health news, anyway, I thought this was uh, something I, I wanted to bring up just because it, I found it interesting. Uh, they're saying that U.S. cancer death, uh, the lowest they've been since '91. A uh, report from the American Cancer Association uh, saying that this is the, the lowest that we've seen um, in decades, which it is. Uh, they said the reason is because of early detection, lower rates of smoking, uh, and improvement in treatment of the uh, HPV uh, with the vaccines and stuff like that. So I thought that was really good news. Um, I know cancer especially really was, was really bad, especially probably in the, in the 70s and 80s. And, and then, you know, and, and it was really on the rise for, for a while there. Um, now, obviously, things are getting better. So that's good to hear, uh, especially for us that want to live long lives. So some, something else I want to the uh, the Tesla. If anybody saw this, uh, the Tesla car the other day was driving on the highway, and it uh, it's just stopped suddenly, and it caused an eight car pileup. And Tesla has released the self driving uh, feature, and also has the assisted driving. But what's concerning about this is the person that was in the driver's seat well had the the back the the chair reclined and he was sleeping so i mean see you see the way the self-driving works. this is the concern about self-driving the way self-driving works is you're supposed to have your hands on the wheel now apparently he had a, he put a little weight on the steering wheel so that it would take his hands around the wheel so i don't know if you can really blame tesla for this you're supposed to be awake in the vehicle Driving cars, you're supposed to have your hands on the wheel. You're supposed to, uh, you know, be awake and alert. And this person uh, apparently was sleeping, caused an eight car pile up. Some kid got got injured. Unfortunately, thank God nobody died. Nobody, no critical issues, thank God. But yeah, uh, but this is not great advertisement for Tesla because I mean they just released their self driving the other day. So I think it's really important to, to understand that self-driving does not mean go to sleep in the driver's seat. It means you have to be awake. You just can, you know, you got to be awake. You got to be alert. You, just, you can't be just, 
laying like you can't be sleeping you have to be awake you have to be alert why this thing stopped for no apparent reason they haven't released it yet but again self-driving is is really concerning because people need to be awake and alert um even if the guy felt tired he should have at least you know try to be uh, you know at least be vertical and not have the car sleep it's ridiculous so um, very important. I wanted to point that out that self-driving does not mean go to sleep. You have to have your hands on the wheel. You have to be awake. You have to be alert. Um, you know, it's just, this is really, really, really bad. I mean, if you, I mean, things just stopped automatically in the middle of the highway. If he was awake, he might've been able to hit the gas. He might've been, I don't know. He might've been able to do something Again, self-driving and assisted driving do not mean you fall asleep at the wheel. So, I mean, Tesla hasn't, I mean, Tesla hasn't released anything yet. I'm sure they will. Um, all the accidents with the self-driving cars have actually not been, uh, actual cars themselves. It's been uh, driver interaction or something like that. So we'll see, see what happens and uh, we'll go from there. I'm actually going to follow this one cause I'm actually really curious about it. So in the, the state of Illinois, Illinois has become the, the ninth, uh, state in the country to ban assault rifles. And, and I think this is kind of sad. The, apparently the 74 Illinois Sheriff departments have basically said they are not going to uphold the law. And governor J, uh, the governor JB Prezaker, I don't forgive me if I butchered that, uh, apparently made a comment and he said that, uh, you know, if if the the, the, if the officers are not going to do their job, uh, he's going to take them off the job. And, you know, I have to say one thing, even though they don't agree with it, um, they are there to uphold the law. And and I kind of have mixed feelings about this, that I understand they're saying they think it's it's a Second Amendment right issue because it, it bans uh, high capacity magazines uh, and switches. Uh, but you know, it, it, you know, like I said, he has banned assault rifles and he's going to, they're, you know, they're saying these guys are saying they're not going to check if they're registered. They're not going to you know arrest people. They're not going to do this. They're not going to do, I'm like, and, and I mean, I understand they're in a tough situation. If you don't agree with something, but yet you're in the law enforcement, you have to do your job and your job is to enforce the law, whether you agree with it or not. And I don't agree with that. Uh, just like Secret Service, they may not always agree with the president. They may not even like who the president is. But at the end of their day, at the end of their job is to protect the president. So uh, I don't really agree with this, to be honest with you. I think that if, if the law is what the law is, um, you know, and you, you have to, you know, do, do your job and you, you have to uphold it. And, um, you know, it's a tough situation to be in. Uh, you know, the same situation happened during COVID with the masking and, you know, some people, some sheriffs enforced it, some sheriffs didn't. Um, I think if that's the the rules or the laws that are in play now, yeah, a mask not necessarily as big of a deal as, say, a gun. But, um, you know, we've all been in situations in the work field where we don't necessarily agree with the situation, but it is the job. It's the direction that the company or the government decided to go in. And, um, you know, we have to do do the job, unfortunately, even if we don't agree with it. And that does stink, uh, but it is what it is, unfortunately. Uh, so one thing I do want to point out, somebody had sent me a message uh, on our uh, social network, uh, rebelsocial.media, and somebody had, had, and I thought it was an interesting comment, somebody had said, uh, do you think that the Biden classified documents leak uh, is, is just as damaging as the Clinton email leaks? Uh, you know, I, I, I responded back to this person. I, I don't think they are as damaging, uh, considering it happened to Trump and considering now it's happening to Biden. But the other reason I think is because since the, you know, the, these documents aren't exactly leaking, they're, they're just being found. Um, and so they're not, I think it's a little bit different. Her emails actually leaked. Somebody got a whole copy of the email server. They dumped it up to WikiLeaks and WikiLeaks was releasing confidential emails and stuff like that to the world. Uh, I know this is, this case is a little bit different. Um, do I think it's going to be damaging to him? Uh, I think by the time the elections come around, I think this, I mean, I'm sure they'll bring it up and they'll throw it in his face, but um, I think by the time the elections come, the heat from this will die down. But the other thing is too, like I said, they're not actually, re nobody's releasing these classified in, in, uh, documents. Uh, they're just, uh, you know, finding them at his places and the FBI is confiscating them. So I think it's a little, the situation's a little bit different um, in the sense that you're not, 
you're not, it's not exactly releasing the documents where with her case, they were dumping them like all the time, every week or two, they were dumping documents where with this case, he's not exactly dumping anything. They're just finding the documents at his house and he's cooperating with them. He's, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, it's a, so it's a little bit different. Trump, the same thing too. They're like, I said, they're not, they're not leaking them. They're just finding them and returning them and they're cooperating. So it's, I think it's a, the situation's a little bit different, but, um, I do want to thank that person for going ahead and uh, reaching out uh, to me uh, on our uh, on our social platform. Again, rebelsocial.media. Go ahead, join up there. It's free. It's a free community. We just hang out. It's a good time. Last night, we were do- talking about video games and stuff like that. Uh, sometimes we talk politics. Sometimes we talk uh, all different kinds of stuff. So it's really a great group. And again, rebelsocial.media. It's free to sign up. And uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you on there. So another uh, something else too. Uh, somebody pointed out to me on the, on, and I'm so glad. I love this interaction from you guys. Like I said, I really appreciate you guys joining up and and messaging me on there. Uh, somebody pointed up uh, about when to know when the when your side hustle is is full time. Uh, I thought that was an interesting question, only because I, I know my my myself. Uh, I did it for a lot of years. And so I did my side hustle for a lot of years, like 10 years before I did it full time. Um, I had to make sure I kind of like said to myself, okay, the, my business needs to be able to, even if it's slow to support, you know, these are all my bills. I need to be able to make these bills. Obviously you have to give you some cushion because obviously inflation, things go up. Uh, I need to be able to put money away every month so I can, you know, retire. Um, I need to be able to have health care, health insurance for myself and my family. And, um, you know, so I had I went through all those things and kind of said, okay, so this is how much I have to make, and it's got to be consistent and and all that. And I and I waited a long time before I ever I, I waited a lot longer than most people would because um, I didn't want to leave my safe job uh, until I knew that we had enough to be able to do that. So that's why uh, it took. I mean, it was years and years and years and years. Um, you know, before I ever jumped in full time with anything like that. So. Um, like I said, it, it's going to depend. Everybody's financial situation is different, but uh, knowing when to to go full time, you're going to have to sit down, look at your bills, look at your expenses, give yourself some breathing room, know that you're going to have quiet weeks and stuff like that, and then you know, and then you're going to say, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do and stuff like that. Uh, some people, a lot of my friends that have gone into uh, full time. They were they were they were working full time and then they got laid off and that's how they kind of decided to just jump in full time. Unfortunately, sometimes you're pushed into that situation. I hope that doesn't happen for you, but uh, I like to see you do it when you're ready. But yeah, it's going to be one of those things where you're going to need to know financially, you know, what if you can or can't. You're going to need to know. Sometimes, like I said, it's forced on you. Sometimes you can um, decide to leave corporate America. Um, it depends. Everybody's different. So, uh, but like I said, you're going to need to know what your expenses are, how much you need to make every week, uh, to support the business as well as yourself. So it's, uh, it's going to be one of those things. It's, it's going to be, you know, you're going to have to lay, you know, take some time and take a notepad out, write everything down, see how much you got to make, see how much the business is making right now. And, uh, and go, and go from there, you know, it's, it's just, and you'll, and sometimes you'll know too, you'll see the business, if it, if the business is getting so busy and it's been going on for so long that you can't keep doing your full-time job and that, then it may be time. Um, or if you, you know, if you're, if you're only getting one or two jobs a week, you're not ready to go full-time yet. Uh, generally you're going to know as the business owner when you can take it full-time because you're going to know what your expenses are. Um, I know my friend specifically, he wanted to go full-time in his business and he, but he wanted to wait a year or two to all his equipment and all that got paid off before he jumped in full-time. Uh, that might be, there might be goals you might want to set. Uh, there are all different things, ways of knowing, uh, you know, when you can go full-time into it. Um, you know, but the main thing is you're going to have to look at your finances first. That's the big thing. Look at your finances, see how much it costs to run the business, see how much it costs to run your personal life, add them all together. And, uh, you know, and that's what your business has to make, um, at least just to cover everything. And then two, you're also going to have to look at, like I said, how, how busy it is. Um, you know, if you're constantly always behind, you know, a month behind on doing service calls or a month behind on doing projects, then it might be time to go full time. You know, there, there's things that you're going to have to, you're going to have to figure this out on your own kind of, I hate to say that, but, uh, you know, you're going to know, I think the big thing is if you are going to go full time, try to make sure that your equipment's paid off, try to make sure, cause, cause you don't want to go in with a big, you want to try, especially if you're just starting out full time, you're going to want to make sure you don't have a big nut to crack. I know my friend specifically in his 
business. Uh, he had, you know, an excavation business. And in that business, there's a lot of overhead to start before you really get going. And he wanted to make sure he could pay off all his equipment first before he started full time to give him some time, some breathing room. So uh, that's why I said, like I said, it is very important to kind of know where you're at. And know what, and, and, and thing is too, if you are going to go, if you are working full time and you are going to go full time, don't just walk in one day and say, hey, I'm quitting my job. That's very silly. What you're going to want to do is if you are going to say to yourself, you know, you think you're ready, make sure you have, especially if you're, um, if you're in a business, maybe not a service business, it's a little bit different, but if you're in a business where you're going to be doing a lot of projects, then make, make sure like, you know, come, you know, after winter in April, May, June, make sure you have things lined up so that if you are going to go full time, you have a couple months of work lined up ahead of time before you jump in full time. Uh, that's really important too. I see a lot of times people just jump in and just quit and that's it. And then they're just sitting there like wait, looking at the phone. It's like, wow, I quit my job and now it's not that busy. No, you, you need to make sure you have things lined up. You want to make sure you have things moving. You know, the, you know, you want to make sure the business is, is there and, and moving and, and things are going in the right direction. You don't necessarily want to just, you know, quit your job. And, and I know people that have done that. I know a lot of friends of mine uh, that have done that. They've, they've, you know, they're, they're, they're saying, well, I'm all, I'm going to start my own business. I'm you know ready to go, you know, quit my job tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, do, do, do you have the tools? Do you have your, you know, uh, your business license? Do you have your contractor's license? Do you have your sales tax number? And you start putting like these four, you start throwing these handfuls of things at them. And they also, well, no. And I'm like, well, don't you think you should line all that up before you go full time? Like, well, I, well, and the, well, uh, well, yeah, you should. And don't you think that before you quit your job, you should have a couple months of work lined up? And and people don't realize that. People really, really don't. Um, they they don't think about it. They, they want to get out of the job that they either don't like or they don't or they want, you know, so badly that they're willing to jump into this, but they don't think about it. They don't think about, and I've seen it personally as a business owner where I've had friends of mine that have quit their jobs and had to go back because they didn't realize what, you know, what was entailed. Um you know, and I've seen people that have done it full time for a while and they have to go back to work because they can't afford things like insurance. And so, you know, I had a friend of ours, a very close friend of ours. She had a business for a long time. She had two kids and her husband and her, one of her, I think her, or her husband, one of them had to go back to work because of the insurance. The business was great before they had kids and medical, you know, and all that. But then once you have kids, you know, I think prices are going to go up uh, in general, just things that you need. And the other thing too, folks, I, I know a lot of people, I've talked about this too, a lot of people say, well, I want to go into business for myself because I want to be a lot more flexible. Well, it, th- that's the wrong way to look at it too. Um, when, when you have a business, if you think you're getting into business so you can you're be flexible, you know, it doesn't always work that way. You're you're there to work. You know, you're I, I understand that okay, you may have a little more flexibility with you know punching the clock at work. So if you want to get there a couple minutes late, it's not it, stuff like that is great. But at the end of the day, you know, you can't just you know leave it, you know, you know, go get up at eight, bring your kids to school, run to work, work till three, four o'clock, and then leave the job, go get your kids, and then bring them back to the job site with you. That's not gonna work. <laughs> Uh, for some people it does, uh, you know, people that own, uh, you know, restaurants, some of us can bring their kids to the restaurant they can sit and do the homework and stuff like that. But, um, you know, not every business is going to be that way. And if you do need a business where it's flexible, you may want to look at one of those work from home businesses where, you know, you can, you can come home and, and work from home on the internet with sales or, uh, you know, internet marketing, programming, something like that. I mean, something because th- those are the jobs you're going to be flexible at. Um, things like, uh, you know, where, where you're like construction, where, where you need to work when it's light out and, you know, it's just not going to ha- you know, you're not going to be as flexible as a business where somebody can work from home. So, uh, things you re- things you need to think about before you go full time, taking your side hustle, uh, full time. And the only thing too you need to look at is, like I said, especially is, is you may be full time for a bunch of years. And then, you know, if, you know, things might change, you might want to buy a house, you might want to, you know, get married, you might want to have children and, and your business may not be enough to support all that. And you might have to go back to work and go back to this being the side hustle. I know a lot of people don't like to think about that, but it can go the other direction too. Uh, there are many situations where sometimes things have to go the opposite direction where saying, okay, well, this business was supporting me, but now that I've got three other people, um, 
it just doesn't work out that way. So, and that can happen. Um, and there's nothing to be ashamed about that. There's nothing, you never can be ashamed of making enough money to support your family, no matter how you're doing it. Um, I tell that to everybody. I've had friends of mine that have said, well, I got my business, but I'm also, you know, full-time at business, but I also have to take a part-time job. And, and, and that can happen. There are, there are businesses that are like that sometimes. A prime example of that is real estate, um, especially where we are or in the, the South Jersey area. Um, real estate's very seasonal. And, and during the summer, um, you may be very busy selling houses and stuff like that. But then once the, you know, once September comes around, October, November, you know, you may not be as busy and you may need to have a, a job to carry you over until your busy season again. That happens quite a bit, especially in real estate. Um, my dad had his own real estate business for years and he had a, a Wall Street Journal paper out for years because he wanted a study income. Um, you know, he delivered, I think, two hours at night or something like that after, you know, it was a flexible job. You know, he, he delivered two hours at night just because he wanted that that study, you know, income of a couple hundred dollars, uh, you know, a week brought in just so he, he I think he did that in payroll along with real estate delivery. I think he did the paper a couple nights a week and he did payroll just, just because he wanted to study income. He even said, I don't really need the income during when my busy season in real estate, but when it's an off season or if closings get pushed back and I have two or three closings that get pushed back, it's nice to have that study income to hold me over in case, um, you know, in, you know, in case of, you know, because the bills come in every month, whether you have the money or not. So... Uh, it's an important lesson. And my father had his own real estate business for a lot of years, but he he liked having that little extra study income coming in just in case you have a car bill or just in case you have some kind of unexpected bill and, and there's a closing or or say it's a little quiet that month, you know. Um, so and that's and there's nothing wrong with that. If you need you may need to do that, especially if you're in a seasonal business. Um, specifically, I know for a fact a friend of mine, he has a, a boat business up here where he takes people on boat tours of like that. And, and he is busy all summer long. He is busy. But man, oh man, come wintertime, uh, you know, when it starts getting cold and the lake, you know, and they have to take the boats out of the lake in October, November, uh, you know, he, he, he goes and works as a prep cook at a place. Uh, and, and, then one, and then the company knows. He tells them right out front, like, listen, you know, I, I'm going to stay here. I'll stay here all winter. But come, you know, springtime when I can put my boat back in, I got to get back to my boat business. Uh, and, they, and they know that. And they hire him on that fact, knowing that he's going to only be there seasonally. And once his, his business comes back in the summer, you know, he's busy. It's a tourist area, and they, they know that. And, many, you know, and, and that's what I'm saying. It, it, you know, you're going to know when it's time to go full-time, but you are going to really have to think about um, certain situations, you, should, you know, in the sense of how can you do it full-time, Will you know, Will you be busy all year? Is it only going to be seasonal? Some businesses are only seasonal. You are probably not going to do very well at an ice cream stand in the middle of January. Um, it's just not going to do well. So you may have a job in the, in the winter, and your business may be seasonal in the summer. That happens quite a bit. Uh, not all businesses are seasonal. Uh, like automotive repair is not a pretty seasonal business. Uh, but you will have your quiet times. Even if you're not in a seasonal business, you will have your quiet times. Dry running a business and any time around Christmas, uh, you know, any time around Christmas, you're always going to make it a little quieter. Um, that's just the way it is sometimes. You know, sometimes people don't have the money um, and they got to wait. And you will have, any business has a little bit quieter time. That's just normal. Uh, even big corporations like Apple and Microsoft. Uh, I know Apple, my friend works at Apple. January, February, March is very quiet for them because, um, you know, the, the, the summer, the Christmas buying season's over. And, uh, you know, it's just not, uh, you know, not a time of year for them that they, they don't do well the first quarter of the year because everybody spent all their money on buying the iPhones on Christmas and, and all that, you know, and, uh, and that's just the way it is. Every business is going to have a quiet time, but you need to know what, you know, what you're going to do with those quiet times and how you're going to handle them. So, uh, like I said, it's, it's very important to kind of know the business you're in, know your seasons, know your situation, make sure you're lined up before you can do your, you know, make sure you have things lined up. If you are going to do things full time, uh, knowing your situation could change and, and really kind of, you know, try to head off, um, you know, you try, you try to, you know, sometimes, you know, people think, well, if I don't think about that, I won't have to deal with it. Sometimes, you know, you need to run, sometimes you got to run 
towards a problem. You can't run away from it. And knowing your, you know, when you're, when you're busy, you know, knowing that you're going to be slow these times of months, you can plan, put money away. That's also very important. A lot of people don't think about that. Um, you know, especially in constructions of that, um, you may be very, very busy during the summer, but in the winter, you may not have inside work all the time. So you may have to, uh, you know, put a little money away, maybe put, you know, uh, you know, some money away. So when those, when you are quiet in those winter months, you can, you know, pay your bills still. Or sometimes I tell people all the time, if you're in a seasonal business, pay your bills ahead of time. So this way, um, you know, in those quiet months, you're a month ahead. I mean, I'm, I know it's sometimes, you know, I know it's hard to think about this kind of stuff, but these are sometimes the things you have to do uh, when you're going into a business or when you're quitting your safe job and going into a business full time. Uh, you need to go ahead and you need to plan for what you're going to do and how you're going to get ahead of these problems. Uh, you know, and not even a problem, just these knowing these situations. Um, yeah, so it's very, very important. And like I said, going, if you have any questions on, on your side hustle and, and going to full time, uh, that may be, you know, if you want to talk to me about it, uh, like I said, reach out to me on our social media platform um, and I'll answer more questions. Or if you have more questions about business or going full time, go on this our platform and ask me. I can more than happily uh, try to guide you through and walk you through and, and, and help you, you know, whatever I can do. You know, I, I want to, you know, help you be prepared. A business is not, a, is, is not an easy thing. Uh, a lot of people think they're going to get self-employed to work less hours. That couldn't be further from the truth. If you're getting self-employed, you're going to work more hours. I don't care what anybody tells you. If you're going to be self-employed, you're going to be working more hours than just 40 hours a week like you're used to. And if you're okay with that, then so being self-employed is for you. If you just if you think getting if you think you're going to get self-employed, and you're going to work less hours. Um, you're not. You're going to work more. But it was more rewarding. You're working for yourself. You're making yourself money, not somebody else money. So, uh, you know, you're giving yourself financial freedom, uh, you know, some of that. So it, it, it is rewarding, but it it's, like I said, I, I never, it always annoys me when people say they want to get self-employed because they want to work less hours. Um, if you're getting self-employed, you're going to work more hours. And if you are definitely getting self-employed, you're going to have more headaches. You're going to have more worries. You're going to have this. You're going to have more of everything, but you're also going to have a lot more rewarding times too. So, uh, but that is something. Like I said, I did want to talk about because I have gotten a couple questions about it, uh, and I did want to bring it up. And again, you go to our platform, uh, RebelSocial.media, create an account. It's completely free. We don't keep any of your information. But uh, well, we. I mean, you give information for login, but we don't store any. You know, we don't sell information or anything like that, but uh, join up there. Feel free to ask the questions. And uh, I really enjoy all of them. A couple of mail, a couple of mailbag. I joke when I call it the mailbag. Uh, we got a couple of mailbag questions today. So that really made me happy. Again, rebelsocial.media is the as our social media platform. Come on there. It's a great group. We have a lot of fun. And um, I want to thank everybody for listening. And we will talk to you on the next episode. Thank you very much.